James here. It's the holiday season, and it's beginning to look a lot like it's time for me to say a big thank you to each and every one of you. This show has brought all of us here at Live to Die so many presents, a multi-year gaming group that's somehow managed to schedule regular sessions that we've all attended, great gameplay moments and memories I'm personally going to treasure for years, and amazing people to share it all with. That's you, the listeners. I really do know that none of those things would be happening for us without all of your amazing, kind, and caring support and encouragement of us, our game, and the show. We are so darn grateful to all of you for taking the time to listen to our show. So please let me and the whole Live to Die crew say thank you so much. If you want to do more than just listening, because listening is a lot, you can reach out to us, catch us on social media, let us know what you think about the show, engage with us. You can email us at livetodiepodcast at gmail.com. You can also rate and review the show on your podcast app of choice, or just follow us on social media so you can see whatever we're getting up to. And if it feels right, share this show with people who might like it. But do me a favor, don't be pushy. It's not really our, really our show's style, right? If you really, really, really want to do something more, you can support us on Patreon, where we share behind-the-scenes conversations and other recordings, such as like, ooh, we did a test recording really early on to get a feel for it, and that was a lot of us playing the Pathfinder 2E beginner box. We were recorded that, that's up on the Patreon. We've also recently started releasing some new episodes for some more actual play content, and that's us doing some short adventures exploring other parts of the River Kingdoms, and maybe even exploring a a little bit of a backstory to some of the characters that are currently in our main game. But, you know, you'll have to listen to find out what that might be. As a part of our Patreon, each month we shout out one supporter at the Called Shot tier or higher. This month, that's Cody. Cody, you've been awesome, and the support from you and other Patreons has helped us make this show, and even start to grow it just a little bit more. If you want to, you can check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash live to die. That's patreon.com slash live to die. Regardless of what you do, thank you so much for listening into this. Remember to be nice, roll dice, and enjoy this week's episode of Live to Die. Roll dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. Hi, folks. It's Live to Die here. Were you just trying to say something that wasn't so? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so... Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 I did want to start with this. This uh there was some stuff that prompted this, but it I think in general this is is relevant and I just wanted to throw this out there. I just wanted to say a big thank you to anyone who's reached out to share with us that this show has been in any way fun or enjoyable or impacted. It's we were talking about this, this just earlier today, about how, how much fun it is for us to just get to play Pathfinder, like with the intentionality of sitting down and actually playing a serious Paizo AP, which is sort of the dream for me. But it's been really awesome to hear from all of you who listen to this and have said that it's mattered or been fun. Uh, even just uh, while I was setting up the recording table today, I was on the phone with my sister and she was saying that she really likes listening to it. And she said something in the correct note. She said, I always wondered growing up, what it was you and your friends were always laughing about so much. He's like, and now I feel like I get to be a part of it. It's hilarious fucking jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Trent doing a funny voice saying, he killed father. father. (laughs) (laughs) I want to make that my ringtone. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, anytime Trent calls me, he killed father. father. (laughs) I think you should make it into like a, like a, uh, like a beat, you know, like a remix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sherman, get on it. <laughs> so thank you. Because uh, yeah, just those of you who reached out to share those, those, those bits with us, like, thanks. That's genuinely super heartwarming. I've gotten a lot of feedback about the smoothie dream. A lot of people <laughs> yeah, have brought that up one, to though. me. That's a good one. Yeah. That's funny. 
uh, I will say on, on phone calls, um, so when I, when I exercise, I like to put on stuff that's like easy to watch or sort of like exciting, easy to watch stuff. And so it amazes me that you watch this. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no. I'm gonna you watch Ahsoka while you work out in the morning. That's so crazy to me. Well, just during lifting, like for the body weights, I don't watch it. It's insane. That's crazy. You're to correct. Me. It's insane. That's crazy to me. Cause I'm watching Ahsoka like when my eyeballs <laughs> taped open and like six feet from the screen. To me, it's insane that James wakes up at 4am, starts doing pushups and also watches TV. Yeah, and I'm that's like, wild. that's just so many activities at such an early hour. Well, this is really the, the jump on James episode. <laughs> okay. We, I respect yeah, it, but I can't We're relate. jealous of your motivation. You're I'm jealous of your hair. Oh, huh? thanks. I'm jealous of your lack of kids. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, that's true. Too. I would probably watch shows in the morning if I was not See? getting kids ready. Yeah, you have a lot more responsibilities. Right, kids, I need you to move out. Yep. <laughs> it'll be here before you Dad's know it. Gotta watch TV. I know. Um, yeah, was, you just wait. You guys are going to be empty nesters one day. <laughs> like, can we do another podcast? Yeah, I will know what to do with myself. Like, oh. literally everything I do is a kid activity. Mm-hmm. I am so selfish that I will find some stuff. I'll figure it out. We can all get together at the retirement home and play Pathfinder. Yeah. yeah. That Actually, great. that is kind of a, a fair thing of like, do you think that when we're all old, we're still going to be doing this? We'd be like 80. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. That's fun. I, uh, to, to bring it back around, I was saying, I was thinking about one of the shows I've been watching a little bit lately was I was watching some of the latest seasons of uh, an anime called My Hero Academia, which is, it's, it's fun. Well, it's, it's yeah. watchable. It's popular. There's a great little bit in a, in a flashback of an episode where like this sort of Superman analog who's sort of like catchphrase is like, don't worry, I am here. Or so like, and his ringtone when it rings is just, I am here. I am here. So it's like a thing you're talking about the ringtones. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, I wanted to do a little bit of a throwaway little topic. We were recording some some Patreon stuff that probably would have showed up on the Patreon months ago. We talked a lot about uh, like what are some of the different books or games that were really key to us when we got into like being nerdy in different ways. So I say we, a couple of us did. I wanted to ask though, right now, this is this is like, this is a gimme. What are you reading or are you listening? What are you sort of what are you reading right now? I'll take different variations of that. If you're not reading a ton or you read something or watched something recently. And a part of this is because I want to plug something that was plugged massively by Twitter like eight months ago now, by the time this airs. I'm finally getting around to reading This Is How You Lose the Time War. So good. It is so stinking good. And I know that we have at least one listener who's already read this book twice. Um, It's a stupidly good book. It's like barely 200 pages. You should read it. It's phenomenal. I'm reading two books. Ooh. One is a Star Wars book. Surprise. Sure. Um, it's based off of the uh, video game, like Jedi Fallen Order. Oh. And then Jedi Survivor is the second one. The book is in between. Okay. But I'm also reading this book, and I've only read a couple of the essays out of it, but it's Game of Thrones and Philosophy. Logic cuts deeper than swords. Mm. Interesting. And okay. it's all these different like pop culture, philosophical ideas about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because it's not perfect. It's not a perfect show. There's some really lame representations and things. So it talks about all that stuff and it's really interesting. And I'm watching game of Thrones again for the third time and I'm reading this while I go through it. It's fun. Hmm. Wow. Watching something for a third time. Yeah. Oh, I've seen, I, listen, listen, dude, I've seen Frasier like 10 times through. Yeah. That is the and most I continue to watch. It. <laughs> Where are you guys on game of Thrones? You were watching it too, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd have to think about it, but, um, we're, we're quite a ways through it. I'm in seven. Yeah, it amuses me to no there. end that Frasier is your comfort show. It's the best, Frasier's a good show. It's the best show there is. Mm-hmm. So, what are you reading right now, Trent? Um, I am most of the way through Brave New World, which I've never read before. Excellent oh, book. It's one of Jane's favorites, um, right? Didn't I give that to you? Maybe. Did I? <laughs> Maybe that's your book. <laughs> um, and then I'm also I've just barely started uh, Dune, which uh, I mean I've I'm like a few pages in. So I barely started Dune seventeen times in my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm always three pages in. Yeah. I just finished Dune Messiah on the recommendation of a couple friends of the, of the podcast actually, who said it's, and I, if you finish Dune, read Dune Messiah, cause Dune Messiah is like 180, 200 pages. And it, it basically to me is the completion to the story of Dune. Mm-hmm. Like it, okay. it, it is in motion of that. Uh, Right now, while we're recording, it's like fall. It's just starting to get a little crisp outside, which is when I always want to read a mystery. So Ooh. I just started 
a book um, by an author that actually is my mom's favorite author, uh, P.D. James, who's like an old British crime novelist. Um, really good. And I'm enjoying it quite a lot so far. But it's like kind of just your standard like cozy detective British story called uh, Shroud for a Nightingale. P.D., you said? P.D. James. James. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, well, she passed away actually a few years ago, but um, wrote like a ton of crime mystery novels with the same, and kind of has the like same detective, different crime through line. So her detective is Adam Daglish, and he's, you know, investigating all of these things. It's very like vibe forward, and I enjoy it. I would say like seven of 10. Cool. I don't read. I mean, <laughs> I don't I've, read. I've read a lot. I've never been able to read. Can't <laughs> <laughs> read really good. I just, I, it's something I want to get back into. But I just haven't yet. So, so what are you doing? You're a little busy. Yourself? Um, watching bubble guppies. Yeah, pretty yeah. Much. watching children. <laughs> Keeping four children alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just want to put it out there. Bubble guppies. It's fucking legit. It's not so bad. That one, that one is the one and that I'm not always messing I watched Bubble Guppies with your child when I was That's trying true. to babysit him while you were playing laser tag. That's true. And he was screaming in an arcade and I was like, everyone, I swear I'm not kidnapping this kid. <laughs> and I was actually telling Trent about this the other day while he was watching our friend's baby. But uh, this started with like, everything was totally fine. Yep. We were getting along. Jared's son was like a year and a half old at the time. First time I'd ever met him. And I was like, you go play around a laser tag. I'll watch your kid. And... Everything was cool for like five minutes and it ended with his son just pressed up against the door to the laser tag room going, daddy. And I was like, this is, this could have gone better. Yeah. That's how all my relationships end too. (laughs) Wow. You know, that's, that's a fun little specific deep talk. That's sort of an origin story to this podcast. I don't think I had ever, well, I think I I had met you guys like briefly, but not Jason and Jared. That is. I don't think that I'd ever no, really I, like I hang met out you with there. you. Yeah, I guess I think yeah, I talked to you. I think maybe I met you via there text, too. but I met you there because because yeah. uh, I think I think friend of the podcast Lauren like provided a lot of contact yeah. info. It was for Zach Jane. actually. Oh, Zach had yeah. a lot of it. Okay, yeah, yeah. because the two of them were y'all big know connectors. our friend Zach. And uh, for James's birthday, I wanted to orchestra. I knew how much fun he'd had hanging out with you guys and like playing games and stuff like that af- right after y'all met. Just and being a goddamn geek. I know. Just yeah. Hanging out. I know. And James was like. Hey, remember those guys that we met briefly at a bar? I'm going over to his house, Jason's house, today to play games. And I was like, well, I sure hope you're not going to get abducted. But um, (laughs) no, anyway, they had been like talking and having fun. It was James's birthday. Mostly. (laughs) And I was like, hey, Zach, can I get those dudes numbers? And we'd orchestrate a fun little surprise laser tag event. Yeah. And it was actually so out of breath. (laughs) Yeah. And actually, I got some laser tag. (laughs) That was a blast. And Jared's kids. Literally had Matt and I like back to back, both just like screaming as they were holding us at like gunpoint, being like, "Drop your laser guns!" And we were like, "Oh my god!" And Matt was like, "I was in the army, and I've never been so scared." (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, he looked at me, he goes, "It's an honor to die with you today." (laughs) That that was a hoot. And then it was like, I think a week or two after that, Jared, you and I were texting, and the podcast podcast came up, and you were like, "We're like, I don't know, maybe we should just do it." Yeah. And then it was more like, have you ever thought about it? And I was like, ah, maybe. And I was like, you should do it. And then you're like, do you want to do it? And I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> then I think we reached out to, to Jason and I was like, yeah, you want it? And he was like, ah, yes. Obviously. And speaking of just doing it. <laughs> well, I was, you know, what made me laugh about that story is the next time when we were all in, it went in there. And that group of teenagers was sitting with us. <laughs> oh, that's right. Cause we were like in a public laser tag place. So like we were all, we did a free for all yeah. against ourselves. And then they were like, Oh, another group's going to come and join you in this room. Do you guys want to do separate teams? And the teenagers were like, yeah, we don't want to be on their team. And yeah. I think all of us looked at each other like, okay, let's <laughs> fucking wreck these kids. And we did. And that's what happened. And we we, did. we and, wrecked those kids. And Jared's like two kids were like, we're going to get them. <laughs> I was like Realize. laser tag because I can like reach over walls and stuff. <laughs> so I'm always like going down, back up, down, up, just shooting over. Because you're a giant. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you got to use uh-huh. it to your advantage. Well, you know what uh-huh. else is giant? This old sycamore tree. It's is true. Are, uh, are underneath. Are still in somehow. Well, I, I believe where we last left our adventuring heroes, you had sort of just wrapped up talking with a kobold named uh, Meek Mech. 
uh, who had who'd shared some information with you. And with that information, you were sort of now set out. So I suppose for the sake of everyone's sanity, we could do a little bit of like and speed this up a little. It's a fast Lovely. forward. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you can now be outside of the sycamore. Can we just talk about how it really sounds like Tartuck and Tartuccio is just like too yeah. close to be a coincidence? Come on, what are yeah. the chances? And it's like a weird... Yeah, like purple. a weird circumstance of like, oh, let me come in and manipulate this whole little society. Oh, literally a week ago, like it started. And mm-hmm. remember how weird he was with Biff being like, oh, my servant is here. Like when Biff came in or he was like, well, he said something when we found him and he was like, oh, thank God. Like one of my henchmen is here to protect me or something. Oh, I don't remember that. But like when when he was all. When, when he, he was, when we when were like getting, dead. yeah, when we were getting attacked and then Ari ran in there and found him and then Biff came in and like held him down. I was like, don't move. Yeah. And he was like, oh, one of my henchmen is here. I was like, oh. sus. Interesting. I have another question. Sure. Is there a recall knowledge that I could roll to find if I've ever heard of a purple cobalt before? Sure. Uh, that's going to be a, I'll take on our, probably a society. Society. Um, Recall knowledge, kobold. What's your yeah? I mean, if you have lore, kobold or anything, I'll take a society. Though. What's your bonus? No, my lords are like hunting. Uh, society is plus four. Okay. Um, you you haven't, but you you you've heard of kobolds being many different colors, sort of whatever suits the story for the most part. You haven't met a purple kobold, but you've not met a ton of kobolds, I'm okay. guessing. So that doesn't confirm or deny anything for you. Okay. So I think you all make it up out of this hole in the roots of this giant old sycamore tree. Probably night now, because you spent quite a few hours underground there dealing with all that. And you've returned now, the company too larger than you descended with. Can we, um, in this time, can I have been healed by my healer? Oh, it's up to you. I mean, I would prefer to be at full health. I would say it's up to Nikolai. Yeah. (laughs) I meant you the players. (laughs) Yeah, because after that fight, you were hurt. You you did heal up Meek when he was kind of talking with we'll, you. We'll help you. It'd be like probably 20, 30 minutes. Sure. But do you want to spend that 20, 30 minutes out under the night sky or oh, yeah, down in the... Down no, in the un, under the beautiful blanket of stars. So I want to say one other thing. Whoever is tracking stuff for your group... Oh, hands up. Uh, there is another quest what had been issued to you. Oh, you're the quest guy because you got the quest section. Do, 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 do. Mikmek has issued you has issued you the quest of the sacred statue. Dun. Oh, actually, you know what? The quest of the sacred. Oh, oh. I feel like this the secret check drop is also great for when you get a quest. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So the quest, the sacred statue. Um, when you complete that, you must deliver the statue to either. Well, you must deliver the statue. I'm just going to leave that alone. Yeah, I guess we could de- we could decide the war. Probably. And so you've come back out of the sycamore. And as you remember, you come up, you tied your horses a little ways off and your llama, the drama, the drama, the drama. And remember you come out and there's the little teeny trenches all throughout the little yes. hill under the sycamore, oh, yeah. the, the little trench warfare that like you did little like two to three feet deep trenches that you can just step over all spiraling, radiating out from the tree. I have a oh. question. Mm-hmm. Do we believe that we have like, eliminated all of the mitflits or is there like more groups of mitflits elsewhere that were are warring with these kobolds you 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 certainly cleaned out this like hive if you will but you would know broadly that at least myths are that the the stolen lands the river kingdom are rife with fae so there are probably other gremlins somewhere gotcha this but like we can go back hold. to these kobolds and be like hey they're not going to come here and like steal your stuff again Maybe. Probably. You okay. can say whatever you want. Um, now I have a question. Ooh, okay. How far are we away from the trading post? You're, uh, you're about a day's ride away from the trading post. Um, you can move, because you have horses, you can move four hexes, I believe. If you're along roads, you can move four hexes in a day, or okay. you can move two hexes without roads uh, in a day. And where you are in the map, you are you're about, well... So even with horses, you're about a two days ride from the trading post right now. Okay. Um, but it is also probably the safest place to rest up for any prolonged period of time and to resupply. Yeah, or I was thinking else. more resupply as far as, um, well, I don't even know what they have. And you know what we need to find is that alchemist. Well, because we need, I only have two healing potions left mm-hmm. and I had six. 
So they, they did tell Yikes. you about, and I'm going to say, I'll go ahead and say they did, they did sort of maybe, I'll give you this. They retroactively mentioned where that alchemist was chilling out at on the map. And he's between you and the trading post's current location. Um, I was going to give you a number of like, oh, the alchemist is located at, but I realized that you don't have all of the like numbered grids. So that's, uh, that's just me. So that's probably less helpful. So I think Lucky would just be like, can you give us a, a, a like a cardinal direction based I on the tree? I totally can in a second when I oh, find it. <laughs> well, I'm like, fuck, where did they put him? I, I will also that. need you probably to pick up a um, repair kit yeah, at the true. outpost so we can repair the shield. So okay. do we want to make a detour before we go to the kobolds or do we want to do that after? I don't mind slaughtering um, the kobolds or finishing all that stuff up and then okay. heading okay. back maybe to the outpost. Who's so, slaughtering kobolds? Yeah, not me. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Ari just looks like wide-eyed at Nicola. Yeah, I mean, with, and Jane and Jason just look at each other in real life like they, they slaughter the gold. Freudian <laughs> slip. So, Jason, if you want to have a little bit of fun here, so the I have we have a little bit. We've used the kingdom mar- tr- marker or tr- tracker. So I want you to take uh, go from where your pawn base is right now. That's where you are, northeast. So Jared word. You're gonna go. Uh, one, two. Okay, so got that marked to the map where you generally know there to be an alchemist's sort of like hut situation going on. Um, so what would you like to do? Uh, Meek Mech lets you know that the kobold, um, the soot scale caverns, I've marked on your map as SC, soot mm. scale caverns. Toward the river. Yep, it's southeast of you a little bit on the way to the river. Um, Meek Mech, would you be... Meek-Mek. Um, terribly sad if we maybe camped here overnight before we headed out. I, no, I would not be. I, I mean, that gives us a chance to bury your your comrades as well. I want to bring them home. Oh, um, you can carry them. Okay. <laughs> knock, knock. Would you? Who's there? <laughs> yes. Would you help me uh, forage for some sustenance? Eh... Fine. Thank you. Ari um, is going to help cover up the dead kobolds and like tie them up to our cart or our llama, even though Arthur, for some reason, is being mean to all the kobolds. Meek would say, could we move farther su- away from the gremlin tree before we camp? Yes. We're just camping in a trench. <laughs> yeah. One of the tiny <laughs> trenches. We find a, go find we're, a nice we're place. we and our heads are still above. <laughs> yeah. How long would it take us to get to the next hex? Uh, to the next hex would be like well into the night, but you can easily get uh, okay. like, you know, another couple hundred yards away okay. and just like, you know, it's not wild to do that. Somewhere can that's I like a little nicer. Search for a camping sign. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It's uh, it's camp time. Camp time. I was going to say, like, do we have a camp drop? We don't have a camp drop. Yes. Well, that's true, though. There's rules for camping. Okay. Dirt to 20. Yeah. We find the. That was like evil villain voice. Yeah, it was a touch. That's, uh, I appreciate that. Good for you. Good for you. Hope you feel happy and healthy. Uh, so you do find a you find a, a very a very nice place out of a lot of the elements. You find like a small, you know, you find that sort of like in the rolling plains, like the breaks where like a little bit of stone and erosion mm-hmm. is sort of because so you kind of find one sort of up against that. So you also know that if water runs, it'll run sort of down that break and not directly near you, but some of the, you're out of some of the wind, uh, and you can kind of set up camp there. Um, yeah, what, what is, what's everyone going to do? This is your first time you've camped with more than just your party, really. You've got horses and, and the llamas. Um, I'm going to use Knock Knock. Okay. Because I'm assuming that he knows how to survival. A little bit, but he's actually going to spend a lot of his time following you setting up traps. That's fine, too. Arthur wants to take the opportunity while um, Ari is busy sort of dealing with the kobold bodies. Mm-hmm. And those two are out foraging. He actually kind of wants to corral Lucky a little bit. Oh. Sort of maybe when Lucky's putting stuff away in a pack, he wants to kind of like turn them around forcefully. Oh. (gasps) Now we're talking. Sure. Oh, uh, sorry. I didn't mean to be so rough there. But I wanted to pointedly ask you, what is your entire 
reason for being here. If you're going to question all of my motives for trying to be good, what, what plan do you have? I'm not questioning your motives for being good. Question your motives for the choices that you make with actual reason, uh, as opposed to whatever um, compass you use to determine what's good and bad. I'm here to make sure that we successfully fulfill our charter. I'm here to make sure that uh, we can kind of do things for ourselves instead of having to rely on people that have resources that we don't have. So you're selfish? That's your entire reason? You can call it selfless or selfishness, but uh, I think that if we're not looking out for ourselves, who, uh, who is? You're certainly not looking out for me. Hmm. This is you true. You guys ever been in a friend group where the oh. friends are about to fist fight? <laughs> I was going to well, say, Arthur is starting some drama. <laughs> I will make an agreement with you. What's that? If I vote to do something and mm-hmm. you don't want to, th- then our votes cancel each other out and we will allow the other two to decide what course of action we take. Fine. And they, he puts out his hand to shake it. I'll shake it in. And if... You don't if, so hard. If Nikolai and Ari disagree, we'll let Knock Knock be the tiebreaker. <laughs> and he just kind of like goes over to the fire and he's like, well, handled that very well. As you walk away, he'll just say... The bandits were just as guilty as the mitwits for any evil, quote unquote, that they partook in, and maybe less so. So, and we didn't bother to talk to them or give them an opportunity I'm glad I'm to survive. Here. So, just keep that in mind too. Um, hmm. it doesn't even say anything. That was tense. That's great. Ari and Nikolai are just sitting in between them like... Have you ever heard this song, Kumbaya? <laughs> Let me teach it to you. So I think we'll, we'll cut over then to uh, Nikolai and Knock Knock. Nick and Knock. Nick Knock. Nick Knock. That's cute. That's our, that's our team name. It's it's a team up. Strike team, Nick Knock. While, while you're working on this... Do you want to work on continuing to make an impression on Knock Knock? I would. I would like to talk to Knock Knock more about his religion. Sure. Um, and more about how he became a follower. Sure. So go ahead and uh, give me a religion check while you're sort of talking with Knock Knock and give me, based on how you feel you did on that check. So, um... First give me the number and I can tell you success or failure. 17. Um, not quite high enough, but okay. he's, he's listening. So you knock, knock, are walking along. Basically telling him the things that I know, um, which are some of the things that we've already talked about. Um, mm-hmm. I ask him about his weapons. They, they are kukris, but they look a little bit like a falchion, which is the divine weapon of Lamashtu, yes? Um, yes. <laughs> he's, he's sort of like... <laughs> Looks side to side. Yes, yes, they are. I learned that. that. Since you've met him, he's almost never sheathed them. And even as you're walking along, he has one in each hand, just out. (laughs) Well, do do you ever put them away? Well, I you you never know. You never know when you'll have a chance to cut someone. Yes, that's true. That's true. Even as he says it, he just sort of goes like (laughs) and like swings them in front of him while he's talking. (laughs) How did you come to be a follower of Lamashtu? Oh, well, my mother was, my father, and everyone else, and, and she chose me after I defeated the Hydra. How? Tell me about how she chose you. Well, the Hydra destroyed my whole village. And when I, when I found my way back into town, I went into the temple and I found both of these blades here, so clearly, you know, <laughs> chosen. And, uh, yeah, I took them, and now I'm going to become a god. Will you, uh, I wish you the best. Thanks. You seem very fearless. I appreciate your wishes. I hope there's much I can learn from you so that I can become better than you and a god. Certainly. Yeah. I try not to have fear because a a hero wouldn't have fear. And how could I become a hero god if I'm afraid? What, uh, I guess you asked, what class are you? 
I, my skills are that, well, some heroes are strong and some are fast and some are smart and some uses magics, but I'm smart and I am fast. I make many traps like the one I just put over there. And you look over and while ramshackily put together, <laughs> there is a weird series of like vines and string tied to part, tied to part of a tree. And I'm going to share a little bit here because what he's working on is a special camping activity. Now, any of you can learn this from him but he is setting traps and will set several annoying and frustrating traps around the camp's perimeter. If the campsite is attacked by enemies during the next 24 hours, the invaders suffer a minus one item penalty on all attacks and skill rolls on the first round of combat as they navigate the distracting traps. Hmm. Any enemy whose initiative is less than Knock Knock's thievery DC is also flat-footed until the start of... Uh, until the start of their turn on the second round of combat. Nice. That's pretty cool. So yeah, he's just cool. putting fucking like... Not even full, like, pit traps, just, like, enough to catch, like, ankle breakers mm, and, nice. like, just little vine ropes around everywhere. I'll, uh... He's sort of chuckling like, to himself as he does, like, <laughs> as I'll get him. And I'll be chatting with him as he does and just kind of, like, glean a little bit of that knowledge for next time. Mm -hmm. It's like when somebody walking in front of you like pushes the branch, but then doesn't like <laughs> let you, like doesn't like let you put your hand out, so it just like smacks you. I feel like he's putting up like Ewok traps all over the place, yeah, like some logs that roll out and you, <laughs> just sort of little shit. While you're gathering, he's just working and building traps, and some of them are far enough away from the camp where they will clearly do nothing to help you, but they will just fuck someone's day up for okay. no reason. Great, that's just his shit. You're a very brave little character. And he just smiles. And then and spits. Ew. It's just sort of a weird little dude. Nice. Uh, so you're, you're gathering supplies? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. So Sub go sister. ahead and... And I think the way we've been doing this, we may have been not doing it correctly. Well, because the meal ingredients that I'm talking about in gathering supplies is in addition to enough to live off of. These are special ingredients. Okay. And I, so I think that that's, well, let me get to that part first. <laughs> How's a 21. Okay. So that's going to be a success in the area. So that's enough rations for one person, right? Yes. And then additionally, because it's a success in, um, do, 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 do. Uh, I also have to do some cooking rules wrong. We'll get to that in okay. a second. So let me find that stupid thing. Hunt and gather, trained in survival, spending two hours gathering ingredients. This supplements the food from subsisting with additional ingredients. So you okay. subsist. There is enough calor There's enough calories for one person to live. And you're also going to pick up um, 17 normal ingredients, or I think it's 16 normal ingredients, and a D4 special ingredients. Uh, 16 normal, 16 normal ingredients. And these aren't... You want me to roll the D? Yeah, go four? for it. Um, a D4, right? Yep, a D4 special ingredients. And there's a survival feat fairly early that's like, when you subsist, you get enough for like eight people or something. Yeah, yeah. there are like feats that you can take that, um, maybe my backup has those. <laughs> yeah, there are feats you maybe. can take that like a uh, forager is one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That allows you to be able to forge more than just yeah, you get like for four people instead yeah, of one yeah. and so one thing i realized is you've been cooking some special meals and i was looking at like common and uncommon and you're supposed to have to discover any special meals because there is just a cook basic meal activity what i've decided is that just based on nikolai's nikolai shit i think you get to start the game with three special meals which is the ones you've cooked a hearty meal fish on a stick that's my favorite <laughs> what was the other one <laughs> Uh, or maybe you haven't done a third one yet. Because um, I know you've done a hearty meal. But no, I, I did. Done I fish did. On a uh, stick. Uh, did I do the ragu? Galt ragu. No, galt ragu is pretty high level. Yeah, that's, right. that's a high one. All haggis, I want is for maybe. you to make some ice cream. Oh, haggis. You haggis. haggis. I did yeah. haggis. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to say you start. to find the chocolate, okay? You just need a, a, an ice. <laughs> the cold. Yeah, you need the cold. Because there is an activity to practice a new recipe if okay. you have more time. So I'm saying you can always do the base. You can always do a basic meal, which is actually kind of a, it has a different effect from any from even a hearty meal, because um, you know. Well, I want to try out the basic meal, man. See what that gives us. But we'll we'll cut back to that because I said that you know this this starting when it did it was already a little it was already February March so it, it gets dark early so it's not crazy late but you spent an hour or two to set up camp another hour or two to gather it's it's getting later in the night. So let's talk about what's been going on with other folks. Um, anyone else have a scene they want to do or a check something they want to work on? Can I can I sneak one in real quick? 
Mm-hmm. I want to make an impression with Knock Knock as well. Okay, when Knock Knock comes back, comes back. And I kind of want to, like, maybe when it's just him and I, or like, yeah. you know, people are milling about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Actually, I think and, we have another Knock Knock illustration here and Cook a Meal. Oh. <laughs> Is he cooking <laughs> a, a snail, snail like a s'more? Snail on a My favorite. Knock Knock. Could you tell us more about snail on a stick? Well, like you take a stick and you put a snail on it. Genius. <laughs> so cook it. Um, yeah. How did I miss that? Um, Would you had a feeling what kind of skill you want to try? I'm going to attempt either deception or diplomacy. Well, those are both options. Okay. Um, then I'll probably go deception. They're sure. the same for me, but I think my intention is to be deceptive. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, do you have, what, what lores do you have? Uh, Faye and pol- politics. Oh, yeah. Got a tag. Awesome. I know. Right? You also did see him <laughs> setting traps. So you think thievery might be an option too, but okay. that's a different, that's a, that's sort of a talk shop sort of conversation. Sure. I think I personally have lore politics. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think so. What's that? Is he a, is he a rogue? Yeah. He yeah, is. He's a rogue. <clears throat> yeah. Cause he was doing sneak attack damage in that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe either like a ranger or a rogue. Oh, yeah. Sort, yeah. So when it's just the two of us, mm-hmm. I'll say, um, knock, knock. I think, uh, who's there? Who's there? <laughs> Great start. Oh, it should be knock knock. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Uh, I think you and I may have more in common than you. No. Really? Yeah. You yeah. also want to become a hero god. No, I'm gonna be no, the no. only one. Not that. Oh. Well, there's um, other four. We have similar skills, but um, I think you are the chosen one. <gasps> I do. Wow. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. I think. It's good for you to know that, you know, Lamashtu's always watching. And as he says that, he changes into his hybrid form, which is like his feline, (laughs) his feline form. Are you gaslighting Knock Knock right now? His jaw just drops. He's like, (gasps) and I just give him a wink, and then I change back, and I say, (laughs) and I say, Let's just be sure to look out for each other, okay? Of course, yes. I will watch out for you. We will make the beautiful monsters. Perfect. That is the most incredible thing I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's he's just so excited. (gasps) So I'm rolling deception? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I hope this is a natural 20. The three-eyed gaze sees us. I'm turning in a patch. (laughs) Roll to seven. Okay, that's uh, 18. Sure. He's like, looks at you. But now, you know, he's almost wondering, like, is there competition? Mm. Another chosen of Lamash, too. So he's interested, but a little dubious. Okay. And then he scurries off <laughs> over to find Ari. <laughs> that's it. That's all. Ari! Oh, hey, knock knock. Hi. 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 <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so what's Ari been doing? Ari's trying to cheer up McMac. Okay. Um, because A, he's reminds her of Biff. Mm-hmm. Uh B, he's, you know, sad. And yeah. she feels for McMac. And so I think she'd be kind of like McMac. McMac? McMac. Yeah. M-I-K, M-E-K. Call him Big McMac. <laughs> Big McMac. It makes me think of uh Mike or whatever from Thor uh, Ragnarok. Oh yeah. The oh, yeah. guy. Right. Yeah and I don't know I think he's probably like exhausted still even though he's fully healed and so she, she might just be like regaling him with stories or like doing flips. <laughs> Do a flip. <laughs> yeah and just you know trying to kind of like cheer up this little kobold. So would you like to take the downtime activity or the campfire activity of telling a story? Yes. You sound more like a court gesture at the moment. You're like doing flips and like, <laughs> smile. Yeah. <laughs> if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> All right. Tell a campfire story. You spend two hours telling a rousing story. Ooh. Yeah. So what take a story about? Take two real hours of the podcast, Jane, and please tell a story. <clears throat> Just kidding. Uh, she's actually going to tell a story about a really brave kobold who had a trident. Mm-hmm. And charged into battle and saved her life. And oh, wow. she's going to, you know, 
talk about Biff, like they would know it's about Biff, but she's not going to be like, then he died, like all your kobold friends <laughs> to Mink Mac. But I think just like, you know, I think that she might think like, oh, this will be something that could maybe cheer this little guy up. Do you want to give me a performance check? Sure. You've done a lot of campfire stories. You think you're going to train in performance at some point? Uh, I am trained in performance. Never mind, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> I'm a swashbuckler, bruh. That's true. It's a 21. Uh, that's that's a success. So, did everyone take performance this time? <laughs> Seriously, did everyone take performance? Uh, this time? I don't think oh, I, yeah. I was traumatized I by the water not, dancer from last mm-hmm. season. I do have performance. So if you get um, if you get attacked at all while you're at camp, you'll all get a a plus one on attack rolls and saving throws during combat at the campsite. Cool. And I think it does kind of cheer Meekbeck up a little and. He maybe shares a story with you uh, a little bit about, it's not like a, a grand story, but he tells you a little bit about his friend, um, Nackpick, who taught him some common. And he's mm. like telling a little bit about his friend Nackpick and, and their life and what they do together. And Nackpick is ostensibly still alive. It's not one of the dead kobolds. He's back at the, so he, well, as far as Meekbeck knows, he should be back at the caverns. Cool. Cool. All right, so... Does anyone else have campfire activities before we go to bed? I want to cook some food. You want to cook a little of that food? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to eat a, some food. What'd you say? A balanced meal? What was it called? A basic meal, a basic I think. Meal. Yeah. yeah, you know, you got to love the basic stuff. We're all basic. Pumpkin spice latte. There you and... go. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little mm-hmm. caramel macchiato for you, Archie. Mm. Oh. Archie. Arthur. Wonderful. Archie. 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 Don't call me Archie. I will only ever call you Archie from now on. Arthur Andrews. <laughs> uh, is, are there any other, do you want to organize a watch? Um, yeah. Lucky. I also yep. want to have a quick aside with um, Nikolai also. Go ahead and take that. You have and, and just say like, uh, so we've been traveling together for a little bit now. Mm-hmm. And I think we've built a decent rapport. Would you agree? You think we have or have not? Have. We are getting better. Getting better. Okay. We are much further along than when we met, yes? That's true. That's true. I apologize for being... Obtuse? Sure. I forgive you. It's a good word. Um, I, uh... I accept your apology. Thank you. Just between you and I, Arthur came at me a little bit while you guys were out. Mm. And, um... We settled it. We talked. He had some frustrations with me questioning his intentions. Let's kill him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is Ari pops up in between you guys. No, we guys should do are it. Gonna kill Ari. <laughs> You're the highest tone. Uh, I don't think anything's going to happen. I don't think anything's going to go down, but just want to give you a heads up. That is concerning, but perhaps he is just airing out uh, differences so that they can be squashed. I just thought it'd be important for people to be aware. Understand. At least people that I appreciate you telling me about it. Yeah, of course. And then I'll set up a watch. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win. And as when you walk away, Nikolai's like, hmm, I was not expecting that. All right. So now here's an important question. For the sake of your watch, will you ask and or allow Knock Knock and Meek Mac to take watches? Absolutely Maybe not. Maybe not Meek Mac. He hasn't really... Well, uh, and definitely not Knock Knock. Well, He's a knock psychopath. Knock, we know has a plus 14 just to perception, so I might allow it. I, uh, I would, knock Knock is going to kill us in our sleep. All right, fuck it. I'll, watch, I'll take watch with Knock Knock because yeah. I don't have dark vision. That's fine. Perfect. Okay, so if you're only taking four watch, because remember, we have it all yeah, yeah, yeah. ruled out. We've I'm been not doing be. four anyway, so four is fine. So that's, a, that's your total night's rest of 10 hours and 40 minutes in order for everyone to take a two hour and 40 minute watch. So Meek Mech will take a watch with someone probably. He can Do watch it. with me. Okay. So you're the only one he can really talk to. Yeah. Uh, and so Jason, I did check it up. Cook basic meals is pretty rudimentary. Uh, and most of the, ben- the benefits only last um, through the night until your daily preparations or you begin adventuring. Okay. So you can do that or you could do like a hearty meal, your fish on a stick or um, haggis. Because those are the three that you know. Because I'm going to say those are family recipes for you. I want to do basic. Just okay, just super simple mm-hmm. then. Uh, so let's first do our um, organized watch. So go ahead and give me a perception check. Uh, lucky to organize a watch. Yeah, with, honestly, with Knock Knock's bonus, he, if he's organizing a watch, you're all set, but he likes to set traps. I know. He just thinks it's too much fun. 
Mm-hmm. He wants to break someone's ankle. I can never find perception on here. Uh, 25. Okay, that is not quite, a, it's not just shy of a critical success, so it's a success. You're going to say it's not a success. I was like, holy shit. No, no, the zone's, <laughs> the, the zone's DC is 16. This is first level, James. Okay. You're, you're second level. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're in the green belt, so the, the zone DC is 16 here. Cool. I think I've shared that. Okay. So you'll all get a plus one bonus of perception checks during your shift on watch. All right, Ooh. let's let's cook the meal. I like to imagine you like it's because you're only so far away. The sycamore tree is still pretty large in the like middle distance. So you're setting up. There's enough wind break for you to have built a nice cook fire and you're cooking over it. This the moon's up and it's a it's a clear sky. It's still cold, but not as cold as it was a week or two ago. Well, you put together your basic meal. Give me a survival or a cooking lore check, Zoni. Which just makes me think of pepperoni. Mm, Let's think about 18. pizza. <laughs> Uh, 18 on survival. Yep. So your meal fills their, fills your group's bellies, but has no other effect. That's okay. a failure, but still, you know, yep. just means it's not that special. You have put water in the MRE packet and leaned it against a rock or something. <laughs> Ari looks at Lucky and is like, between you and me, it's a six of 10. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm surprised to hear that from you. Four of 10. Okay. Oh well, how about we split it and say five? She's... Uh, also drinking from her little flask of the <laughs> well, right, bottle she took from the trading post. It's better by the minute. <laughs> yeah. D- didn't you specifically, because there's a handful of bottles of alcohol that you took from the bandits camp that are worth yeah. money. And didn't you For specifically take one of them and say like, we're not getting money off of this. I'm just drinking a multiple gold piece bottle of alcohol. Yes. Yeah. So it's like a four or $500 bottle of like brandy sort of thing. That I you mean, are just, look, I yeah. would be like, oh, I'm not selling this. Oh, we're drinking I it. it. Yeah. I just oh, appreciate sure. it. Sure. Actually, it's just, I'm saying that I appreciate the character choice. Yeah. And I wanted Some to. Some things are worth more than money, you know? I just feel like it's very <laughs> in character. So we're going to give you a you. patch for that. Amazing. All right. Um, so you all wrap up. Who's Who's got first watch tonight? I would say Ari does a first watch and then we'll go to sleep. Ari and McMick then take first watch together. I'm going to roll some dice over here. Yeah. It's a quiet night. You can hear maybe some of those thylacines in the far distance, the sort of like scavenger hound dogs, but they sound very far away. It's quiet enough where you can almost even hear the river in the distance. I don't remember where I saw it, but I think thylacines, is that what they're called? I think so. I think they're like actual prehistoric animals. No. I, I believe that, like a prehistoric dog like, sort of thing. They're like spooky, related to like Tasmanian devils or something. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They look a lot like they, and they, they specifically say that they're not dogs in this. So I believe that. I'm not sure. I could be making that up, but I'm down for it. So it goes to second watch, which I feel like third watch is always. Uh, I think second watch is lucky. Third watch yeah. is Nikolai. I'll do second, and I'll I'll have Spike with me. Yeah. So you and Spike chill out. You let the fire kind of die down. I'm guessing into embers a little bit. And the night sky out here is gorgeous, right? You're miles away from anything close to a city okay. in this land, and you can see the rolling plains lit by strong early. I forget the March equivalent is, but we were making fun of the name of the month recently. Farch. 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 <laughs> that's farch. Farat. It's Farast. Yeah, Farast. The Farast and March nope. Farch. It is Farch. It's Farch. It's a gorgeous, crisp Farch evening <laughs> with the um, moon high above. And when Lucky comes, so Ari goes to bed and mm-hmm. like when Lucky relieves Ari from watch and she kind of like, I guess we have tents, I would assume. Yeah, you, you have, you're, you're loaded okay. up. She's going to go like get in her tent and when she falls asleep, she, I think just there's kind of like images that pass by. And I think Mikmek probably is curled up right outside of your tent. Oh, we could make, we could give Mikmek <laughs> like a He tent. has some space and it's like a gorgeous night. He just like likes you and we're sort of enjoying the story. So he's just yeah. like sleeping near your tent. Um, so she, she goes to sleep and like kind of starts to toss and turn a little bit and is having just these flashes of like maybe dreams and maybe memories. And maybe there's a couple of things of like images of her training of Ooh. An older woman like walking around outside of Ari and her sisters, um, kind of like changing from that into Ari like running through the night and maybe even like Ari sitting, you know, younger than she is now, but somewhat recently like in a bar is just a little scaled kobold hand passes her a mug of ale like at a bar. And then it kind of settles on you know, just her memory of a dark forest thick with trees and like the moon and stars shining brightly. And you can just hear the sound of someone running. And as it kind of catches up, yeah, exactly. Maybe not so pitter patter, maybe more like 
Yeah. Running and like panting. Like, yeah. Yeah. Nice. And as this is kind of happening, a man like breaks into the scene, just like running through these dense trees and he's craning his neck to check for some unknown pursuer behind him, like never stopping, just sprinting forward, but like looking behind nervously, just as he breaks into a small clearing in the forest an arrow sinks into the ground at his heels, falling just inches away from him. And he barely has time to utter a yelp before another two and then three arrows just boom, 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 into the ground as he's running. He starts sprinting even faster trying to kind of like zigzag, like serpentine through the clearing. Uh, and he looks behind him just as a figure with a bow like emerges shortly behind him coming into this clearing. And she's a tall young woman and she's moving like very precisely and lifts her bow again. And as she does, all you can see is the glint of like golden eyes. And the man turns forward intending to make like another final push towards the trees on the other end of the clearing. But he finds a much younger person, a girl likely no more than 11 or 12 in his path. Hi says a young Ariadne Vex as she kicks out, sweeping the man's legs from under him and almost almost as quickly as she appeared there. The man smacks into the ground and Arya leaps on top of him, attempting to pin him to the ground. The older woman at the other end of the clearing just drops her bow and is like, ugh, and starts to like jog in that direction. Before she can arrive, two other young women emerge from different parts of the forest to try to assist the young Arya as she's subduing her quarry. And she's like, stop it, I'm fine, I got this, as she's like, wrestling with this man on the ground and they're all staring down at her and one says no you don't give it 10 seconds and he's on the run again and another says oh come on carolina just let her have this she's looking bored and ari's continuing to tussle with this man on the ground and she's like what so we can clean up her mess she's too young to be out here tonight anyway and just as that moment the oldest woman reaches reaches them comes up to this strange scene of all of her sisters and ari's like naomi look we got him i got him and the oldest sister, Naomi, now crouches down besides this man, like, tangled on the ground with her little sister. Ari's got his, like, arms back behind him, and she's, like, has, like, one foot on his neck, like, she's all tangled up. And Naomi leans down, and she goes, trapped by an 11-year-old girl, no less. She says, you, sir, have stolen from the wrong person, and now Madame Vex has some questions for you. And then Ari will, like, wake up, like, panting and kind of, like, sweating and just, like, oh. <laughs> Mystery. Ooh, Interesting. Like. That's cool. I already gave you a patch for uh, drinking. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do actually do. Uh, got a patch here from friend of the podcast. Yeah, Kyle. Thank you so much. Here you go. Here's a 1971 Ooh. Walt Disney World patch, Thanks, which Kyle. is love that. pretty dope. Yeah. It's got Goofy on it. Yeah. A gorge. A gorge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Lucky, you wrap yours up. Just hear some stuff in the distance. Were you able to look up? Is that an actual like historic dog? Oh, I didn't look. I'll look. Uh, well, it's now Nikolai. I didn't know how to spell it, so I was trying to look it up. <laughs> Nikolai, it's your turn on watch. Okay. Which instantly means like, an encounter shows up. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, sharpen my uh, bow here. And, uh... <laughs> There's a grizzly bear. <laughs> it's the sharpest bow. The sharpest bow. <laughs> um... Holy shit, is it actually? Yeah, the thylacine, also commonly known as the Tasmanian tiger or Tasmanian oh, wolf. Oh, shit. Oh, cool. oh, I've heard of the Tasmanian wolf. Is an extinct carnivorous marsupial that was native to Australia mainland and the islands of Tasmania and New Guinea. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that I'm, I'm going to, like, for, for Brevoy and the, like, river kingdoms, I'm going to start mixing Slavic and just, like, right proper Australian <laughs> oh, shit. Man. That's, that's the cultural Perfect. mix now. <laughs> I guess it would explain the spiders that exist in parts of these lands. Ah. Hate that. I'm trying to think of like how you'd say it. We did not come here to fuck spiders, no? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, cool. Thanks for looking that up. Of course. So yeah, Nikolai, your watch goes by. It's it's actually quite peaceful. Um, I I think that during your watch, oh yeah, you hear an odd sound and you look sure did. Yeah, we, yeah did. we did. Dude, Sirenscape can kill it. <laughs> yeah. um, you, hear, you hear a sound and in the distance, even though it's out here in the plains and it's, it's nowhere where it should be, you'd swear you saw against the moonlight on the rise for the second uh, a silhouette of a stag just running across it. And it was like blinking. It, it's not there, but you felt like you saw it for a moment. Without like kind of looking away, I go... Uh... Knock, knock. Who's there? Did you see anything? I wasn't asleep. 
That's great. Yeah. Right. Fucking alert. Yes. <laughs> you should check your traps and make sure they are still good. Oh, okay. <laughs> check your shoes. As you walk, what you do realize that someone has tied your bootlaces together. <laughs> <laughs> It takes me a minute to get him untied. Like it's a really good <laughs> knot. You, it's honestly impressive. Here, it's it's, it's like a low key. Uh, do you, it's like one of those like ball knots that people can use as like a, a button on like a robe. And he has tied your boots into one of those. That's funny. What'd you get on your your check? Would it be an escape? So I would add my. You can athletes? do escape. I'd also allow a survival check. Twenty. Yeah, and you're like fuck. It legitimately takes you a minute. You're like this is really well tied. <laughs> It's a boy scout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a Lamash too. He's a monster scout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was finally uh, not an exciting watch. Mm. And you saw it running east to west. East to west. Towards the woods. Okay. Towards where your dream remembers. All right. Finally, it's Arthur's turn for watch in the morning. He just kind of stands there with his bastard sword, like, underneath his chin, you know? He's just, like... Gazing off. Yep. The sun begins to rise over the mountain range to the east, and it's it's gorgeous in a way. It's, it's very different from being near, um, like, in Carthen in the area, especially what it looks like now. And this is, like, almost untouched land. In the direction that you know there to be an apothecary, now that they've told you about it, you actually do see maybe in that distance, you swear, an early light where maybe there's some sort of cook fire started. But even that would be, you know, 20, 30 miles. Maybe you see it. I'm going to get that tattooed morning. on me, by the way. <laughs> Jane's drawing a stick stag on the... A stick stag. <laughs> <laughs> a um, stag buddy. Yeah, it's named Stag Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you can see like maybe one or two cook fires in the small distance, but it's... You know that feeling, that, that special feeling, well, maybe not, but there's a special feeling for me that comes with camping on a cold morning when the fire is going, but it's crisp and you can hear just like Trent this and I have never been camping. Sound. I know, that's why I walked it back. <laughs> you can kind of feel it off in the distance. Like this is, there's so much here. There's danger, there's potential. It's so different. The danger here is, is one sort of intrinsic to the way of life itself as opposed to one imposed on it by, say, uh, Demigod Lich, for example. Hmm. That's otherwise uneventful. I could almost see myself remaining out here. It didn't mean abandoning everything I know. Who do you think's the first one to wake up out of all of you? Me. Not Ari. You get up. Um, knock, knock is just out the fuck cold. He is sleeping like in the way only teenagers can. Teenagers and Jane. Yeah, Jane, <laughs> Ari, and Knock, Knock are fucking. <laughs> Jane is also there, just completely asleep. Uh, Meek Mac kind of gets up at a similar time, and so I think as the rest of you wake up, Meek Mac and Nikolai and Arthur are around like the crisp morning campfire. Good mm. morning, Arthur. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, good morning. How are you? Good. Uh, it was an uneventful night. For once, right? Yes, yes. Well, hello. I'm Meekmek. Meekmek? Yes. Hello. I'm Meekmek. Arthur. Nikolai. Yes. Nikolai. Nikolai. <laughs> Do you have any food? Uh, yes. And I give him whatever... Ration. I gave him some rations out of my bag. Ari's like, he likes berries. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I love berries. She needs her coffee. <laughs> Who's making coffee? <laughs> we could forage for some some berries. No, this is fine. Okay. I don't get... I had, I had not had much to eat for the last day. How did you sleep? Okay. I had bad dreams. I see. I can That's only a- imagine that would naturally happen uh, after you were tortured. <laughs> Yes, and his, his like, body language sort of closes up a little. <laughs> I spend all night trying were, to cheer this kobold up. After you were tortured in horrific ways. <laughs> oh, my God. Repeatedly over Ari a right, rock hard. <laughs> yep. How are you doing, Arthur, you, since you've come to our group? Oh. How are oh. you fitting in? Hmm. Hmm. I feel as if I want to push us to do good things for other people, and that that is not very well appreciated. But I understand you are all wanting to serve yourselves 
mostly because of the charger you have. That makes sense to me. But it makes me sad, if I can feel sadness, <laughs> that <laughs> that uh, there are people here who could use, you know, some good deeds in their lives, and you all don't seem so keen to help them out with that. Well, who do you mean? Hmm. I will keep further responses to myself. <laughs> Meekbeck kind of looks up. You help me. Ari like points at Meekbeck and she's like, I did help him. We, we've helped plenty of people. I understand that uh, perhaps some of our rough around the edges characters uh, in our party who don't follow a specific deity may seem like they don't have a moral compass or any guidance. And it's but I at, assure you. At this point, they're just oblivious to the rest of them. Knock, knock is a way I can just, I follow Lamash too, and I need no help at all, but I would like to learn from you. <laughs> Perhaps we just give some of these people time and be examples of who we, we want to be. Mm, yes. And perhaps we can influence them to live a more morally, what you and I would consider a, a more morally uh, guided life. Yes, we can hope. Meek Mac sort of looks up. When, when do we head home? Well, I believe if we're all awake, um, we can head that way shortly. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Ari go. gets up at noon. <laughs> we have to wait on her. <laughs> she wakes up the whole rest of the camp and it's all packed up and like, waiting oh, around her. Even her tent has like, been put down. <laughs> happened so fast. So are we Ari off? Ari picks up like one thing and she's like, well, now that we're all packed up. <laughs> we're off to find this ring. We're off to send Mikmak home and figure out what's going on with his camp. Yes. And yes, maybe also get the ring. Sure. <laughs> all right, so the two little short characters and the tall fellowship all head off to go find the ring. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Onward, Nadrama. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Nadrama is big enough that I think Meekbeck, who's still a little weak, kind of like I was going to say, we're gonna, I'm going to put Meekbeck on Nadrama <laughs> and I'll like pull. He is. Yeah, just holding Yeah, and I'll, I'll like lead Nadrama and I'll just be like chatting with Meekbeck, trying to like cheer him up. And Meekbeck Keep is him away from Arthur. <laughs> a couple times during the day, there are like some sounds and like a few things. He sort of like just holds tighter onto Nadrama. And then he sort of, he looks over to you, Ari, and just, do you have a weapon I can have? Absolutely. They took mine. Absolutely not. Oh, totally. <laughs> uh, and Ari still has one of the little daggers, so she'll give that to him. One of Biff's daggers? Yeah. And he takes it, and he, as, as you hand him over, he just goes, <laughs> and like squeals in happiness as he takes it, and he's like, spends part of the day in the drama, like fashioning a uh, little like homemade sheet for <laughs> like, it. I say he stabs in a drama. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> and then rides. That dagger once belonged to a great kobold. She told me a story about a great kobold last night. Yeah, that's his dagger. <gasps> and his he eyes grow seven. big. And Arthur's <laughs> eyes like quickly turn and then he's just like. <clears throat> and she'll be like, he was a great kobold and he would want you to have this. Like, where's Arthur? So you ride for like the first part of the morning. And it's, it's sort of early afternoon when you can just start to see where Micmac's indicating to you like uh, some caves in sort of some some uh, like rocky growths and outcroppings. Not you're getting closer to the river, but you're not all the way at the river. But you're you're getting quite close. You can hear the river in the distance. Almost see it a little farther south of where you're going. Until eventually you see what looks to be a an an outcropping of large boulders emerging from the weathered face of a nearby hillock. Not 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 a mountain. Not even a hill. Just a hillock. And you see a, a narrow opening in the rocks leading down deeper into darkness. You can just make out a fallen sign leading against the side of the cave entrance. And on the other side of the entrance, you see a cage made of branches and sticks and something small jumping around inside of it, shaking. 
Is it a mid foot? Screaming. Is it a mid foot? I don't know. Tune in next week to find uh, out. Until <laughs> <laughs> <your> father. <laughs> <laughs>The Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com. <laughs>